Good evening. Thank you so very much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. I trust God that you are doing well, you and your loved ones, and that you are enjoying the goodness of the Lord and um, enjoying the season. God is so good. Hallelujah. We can never get enough of him. I know I say it all the time, but it is true. It is really, really true. Our God is so good. He's so faithful. He's so kind. He's so awesome. He's so worthy of our praise. And uh, tonight, I'm so thankful that he's given to us another opportunity like this to be able to come together in his holy presence gather together with the saints around the Word of God and to be able to enjoy everything that He has prepared for us. I thank you again for joining us and um, wherever you are joining us from in the world and on whatever platform, thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you for giving us the opportunity um, to be able to share the word of God with you. This is, uh, this is one of the greatest privileges um, that any one of us could have in life to be able to handle the word of grace and to be able to minister it to God's precious people. I want us to bow our heads tonight, share a word of prayer, and then get right into the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus we thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing in our lives. Thank you, Father, for my brothers and sisters, everyone that's joining us in this service tonight, <clears throat> them and their loved ones, their families. I give you all the glory and all the praise. Thank you, Father, for every good thing that you are doing in their lives. I know, Lord, you are faithful. You who started this good work in them, you are faithful to complete it. You are faithful to finish everything that you started in their lives. Lord, we invite you, precious Holy Spirit, come and fellowship with us around the word of God tonight. Grant us illumination. Cause our eyes to be open, the eyes of our understanding. Losing my tongue, oh God, <clears throat> help me speak your word with clarity. Lord, make it plain. And um, grant us illumination and let our lives never remain the same. Out of this service, Father, help us to advance in destiny. Help us to take further steps in the direction of the success that you have created for us. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. And thank you so much again for joining us tonight for several weeks, I must say several months, uh, we have we have been camped out around this aspect of the Word of God, um, guaranteed success and divine guidance through the Holy Spirit. And so much that we have learned already, the Lord has really helped us. The last few weeks have been so powerful, so awesome. And I'm just so excited again to dive into the Word of God tonight to receive everything that He has prepared for us. I hope you are just as excited. I hope you have your Bibles or whatever devices you access the Word of God through. Amen. I hope you have something to write. There's so much illumination, so much revelation that is going out of these services. A lot of times, myself, I'm just amazed at um, a lot of the words that I'm hearing in my spirit and so much encouragement that is bringing and so much direction and clarity and light. And I hope that is the same experience that you are having. Amen. We don't have a lot of time tonight. We have a lot of ground to cover. I want us to keep to time as we've, um, we've been doing lately. Um, so let's dive right into the word of God. Our three main same scripture, Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 5, in the New Living Translation, David said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His, his agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety 
and my success. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, um, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you would, uh, you would meditate on it day and night, and you observe to do according to all that is written therein. Uh, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Good success is a lot of what we have been studying. Good, true, lasting success. Success that lasts into our future, into our twilight years. Success that lasts us uh, until our work on this earth is done and the Lord Jesus Christ calls us home. Amen. Um, and then, of course, in Third John and verse 2, the word of God says, it says, I, I, I pray that all is well with you, that you are healthy as your soul is doing well. That is really what success is. Success is turning out well in life, is being well, is everything that we are doing turns out well, that that it all is well with us, it's well with us spiritually, all is well with us uh, physically, all is well with us emotionally, all is well with us in our family, in our relationships, in our pursuits, our careers, our businesses, our ministries, um, um, the things that are impo- important, important to us, our, our finances, our, um, um, the, the dreams, the dreams that we have, dreams that we have. That, that we, we look at them and they are all doing well. We're not necessarily where we want to go yet, but we know we can see that we're making progress. We're moving forward and we're getting there. Hallelujah. And over the last few weeks, we have really focused very strongly on talking about the ingredient of adversity, how adversity plays a very important role in helping us attain to the success that God has ordained and prepared for us. We said success is turning out well. Success is is being well. All things are well around our lives. But you know, sometimes things don't seem so well. We don't feel so well. We don't feel so good. Things are not really turning out the way we want them to be. And we're not really seeing the desires of our hearts fulfilled. In fact, we're seeing sometimes we're seeing the contrary. <laughs> we're seeing the opposite of what we desire, right? We, we think we should be moving forward, but it looks like we're going back. It seems like there's so many obstacles that are limiting us trying to stop us, fighting us, and and almost in our way, and would not let us advance um, beyond them. Well, that is adversity. Adversity is difficulty. Adversity is having challenges in life, and, and just um, having um, times of, of affliction and trouble. When, when things don't line up, they don't seem to line up with our expectations. In fact, it's not just that they don't line up, like I said earlier. In fact, it looks like it's the opposite. It's like we should be going up, but we think we're going down. We should be going forward, but we think we're going backwards. It's like we should be going right, but we see ourselves going left. And it's almost like we're out of control. We don't know what to do about it. It seems like we don't know how to get out of it. Well, like we have said several weeks now in a row, In every opportunity, there is adversity and or difficulty. And in every difficulty or adversity, there is opportunity. Every time opportunity shows up, difficulties, adversity also shows up. So be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Uh, whatever, uh, Whatever we go through. And somebody may say, well, everything's good with me. I, I don't have any problems. Glory to God. Everything. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Praise God indeed. Praise God. But sooner than later, all of us, all of us will encounter adversity. Adversity, the Bible says, is common to the human experience. There is no human being that will survive on this earth and go through this earth without experiencing seasons of adversity. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9, this is where we have camped out for a little bit. He says right there in the King James, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. A great door and effectual is opened unto me, 
and there are many adversaries. This is God's choice servant, Apostle Paul, talking about the opportunities that are ahead of him, the things that he can see, uh, possibilities, and a wide open door that is effectual, where a lot of things are possible. And yet, he says, there are many adversaries. Notice he didn't say, but there are many adversaries, and, and there are many adversaries, meaning with the opportunity comes adversity. In every opportunity, every door of opportunity that opens up to us in life, there are also in, um, 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 strings and periods of adversity that we often have to encounter and we often have to put up with. Glory be to God. In the Amplified Bible, it says, For a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me there. He's talking about Ephesus. And, and there, there are great, he says, and to me there, a great and promising one. That is, the possibilities are just so amazing, mind-boggling. He says, and there are many adversaries. So we have talked a lot about adversity lately. Opportunity and adversity always show up together. Where opportunity shows up, adversity is present. And when adversity shows up, opportunity is present. Amen. It's very important. Um, it's absolutely important that we, um, we, we trust God and we keep our eyes of the spirit, our eyes of faith open. So we can see beyond the adversity. We can see beyond the challenges that confront us. Glory be to God. Somebody said every opportunity has a difficulty and every difficulty has an opportunity. And that is, that is so true. Now, let's go back there uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. I'm going to have us dig further tonight as we talk about this ingredient of adversity in helping us find the success that the Lord has prepared for us. Uh, what's our role? What should we be doing? And how should, we, how should we use adversity as a stepping stone to, to achieve and to attain the success that we know that the Lord has for us? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. First of all, the, the attitude that we have is so important. Our approach, our perception, our attitude when we, when we encounter adversity, our determination to take advantage of that adversity, so very important. And, and I think in this series of lessons today, wherever I get to, I'm going to stop uh, in good time. Uh, today, next week, and, and maybe even the week after that, um, um, as we as we go on night after night talking about this and studying this out, um, I, I want you to pay very very close attention to some of the most important things that we need to have, and the most important posture that we need to have, the most the most important determination and the most important frame of mind and attitude that we need to have. And, and above everything, the knowledge we need to have. And we get there, you see that your, your greatest strength in a time of adversity is what the Word of God describes as, as your knowings. Your knowings, the things you know, who you know, what you know about your situation. And, 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 and what you know to do about that situation in real time. Those are really your greatest strengths. And we're going to talk a bit about that as we go if we don't get that, if we don't get there tonight, we will, the Lord will help us get there in subsequent services. But, but look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. We've, we've, we've read this and studied this a bit, but it bears repetition. I want to actually, um, 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 launch into our teaching tonight from here. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Oh, hallelujah. Who will not suffer you to be tempted? Above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. It says in the Amplified Version, it says, For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes, 
or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as man can bear. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. He's faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and be tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, he will always also provide the way out, the means of escape to a landing place so that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently. The four things that we have brought out of this scripture that we must know, it is common, that adversity is common. It is common to man. It is common to the human experience. Somebody somewhere has dealt with something similar and they have overcome. Somewhere, In fact, somebody somewhere is dealing with something similar somewhere right now, somewhere in the world right now. Whatever we are going through, whatever the adversity, whatever situations we encounter at different points, somebody somewhere at the very same time, somewhere in the world, it might even be somewhere around where you are, you just may not know it. But it is so common to the human experience that someone somewhere is experiencing the same thing at the same time. We said you must remember you are able to overcome it. It's common you are able it's common you are able. It's common you are able. It's common you are able. You are able to overcome it. You are able to endure it. You are able to overcome it. Amen. Three, God is faithful to carry you through it. He is faithful. God is faithful to carry you through it. And four, there is a way of escape to a landing place. There is a way of escape to a landing place and God will show it to you. There is a way of escape to a landing place and God will show it to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Psalm 66. Woo. Glory. That's that scripture that just, that just explodes, always explodes within my spirit. I'm not doing a whole lot of revision. I'm just trying to hit them, uh, hit them as I, as I pass on to some of the, the things that the Lord has for us. Tonight, Psalm 66, I'm going to go straight and read it from the message translation. He says, verse 12 especially, he says, Road tested us inside and out, took us to hell and back. Finally, he brought us to this well-watered place. The King James says, hallelujah, hallelujah. He says, thou hast caused men. He says, you, from verse 10, you, you God, you've proved us. You've tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction upon our loins. We've already explained this. This is in a permissive way. All right. If, if you've not joined us in previous lessons and you just joined us today and you don't have any kind of context from the past, you do need to go back and listen to some of the teachings from previous weeks, previous, previous, um, um, Bible studies that we have done leading up to tonight, uh, because um, it is really impossible. The word of God is line upon line, precept upon precept. You can't have a line and not be able to draw it on another line. You can't have a precept and not be able to build it on another precept. You cannot have a building block, uh, a, a building block, a stone, and not have a foundation to, to place it on. You can't build a house that way, right? So you do have to have concept. You do have to have context. You do have to have understanding, foundation, fundamental um, um, things that have gone ahead of ahead of this. And one of those things is we said in a permissive sense is is what the psalmist is, is is writing here. Is expressing that God allowed us to be proven. He allowed us um, um, to be brought into the net. He allowed us to to, to suffer some affliction. 
He says that you caused men, verse 12, you caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out into a wealthy place. Glory to God. The contemporary English version says you brought us out to a land of plenty. The the Amplified says you brought us out into a broad, moist place. Broad, moist place. And the message says you brought us to this well-watered place. Your next wealthy place is right there. Success is within your reach. It's actually already prepared. It's not something God is thinking about. God had the plan long before you and I showed up. Says before you were in the womb, I knew you. I made plans for you. And what are these plans? They are plans for your success, plans for your well-being. Glory be to God. Glory, glory be to God. He says he, we, we, he took us to hell and back. Maybe you've been to hell and back. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. Mm. Maybe you've been to hell and back. If you haven't experienced anything that has so shaken your faith that you, you sometimes almost were in despair, almost, um, then wait, it's coming. It's coming. Because every single one of us will go through adversity. And sometimes you feel like you've been to hell and back. It's like that, that young man, Joseph, you know, young man, he had a dream. He saw this dream, told his brothers, told his father, told the whole world about the dream. It wasn't long after that he got thrown in a pit. <laughs> it wasn't long after that he got thrown in prison. It wasn't long after that that he had all these different life-threatening experiences. But eventually, the Lord brought him to his next wealthy place. He found himself in the palace. Every single person that has walked with the Lord, every single person that has served God in any meaningful way will at some point or the other go through adversity. Glory be to God. I want us to move here tonight. Let's move right on. I want you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. Glory be to God. When, when adversity knocks, it is so important and so crucial that we are not confused about what is going on in our lives. Yes, there will be questions, so many things we don't understand. But there are certain things that must never be in question. There are certain things that must never be in doubt. If not, the enemy could bury us in that affliction. Yes, we will have questions. Yes, there's so many things, many times, that we will not understand. The whys, the hows, and you know, there's so many questions that we wish somebody could provide us answers for. And those questions, you may not even have answers to them until you leave this earth and go on to be at the feet of the master in eternity, when everything becomes clear. However, even though we have questions when adversity knocks and sometimes we're being dragged through adversity, like, like David said, we, we find ourselves walking through the valley of the shadow of death. There are some things that must never be in doubt. There are some things that must never be in question. In fact, on those things, regarding those things, we must be fully persuaded. Like, we know that we know that we know that we know. Isaiah 43, let's read from verse 1 and go all the way, I think, to verse 7. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass, notice, he say if, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burnt. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. 
For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for you. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honorable and I have loved you. Hallelujah. Therefore will I give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your seed from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from the far and my daughters, bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. For everyone that is called by my name, for I have created them for my glory. I have formed them, yea, I have made them. You must know that you know that you know that God is with you. You must know that you know that you know. No matter what happens, no matter what you go through, God is with you. I'm going to jump all the way ahead. I can't hardly wait there. There are three things that the Bible describes. We find it, the Word of God describes these things as your knowings. Your knowings. Hallelujah. Your knowings. When you go through adversity, your greatest strength in any season of adversity you encounter in your life is what the word of God describes as your knowings. And, and both this week and next week, I'm, I'm going to zero in on this. This is really the focus and the thrust of what the Lord has for us over the next two weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe three, maybe three services. Your knowings, what you know, what you know, what you know. And I, I, I should say not just what you know, but these knowings, when you, when you go through adversity, these things that are your greatest strength that will guarantee that you come out and that you succeed through those situations are threefold. Number one, who you know, who you know in your situation, who you know is extremely important. Unfortunately, many people don't know the right person that they ought to know. Some people think, oh, that if that person could just help me, if I could just reach that. Yeah, sometimes God uses people to help us. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. But my friend, my friend, the greatest strength we have in a season of adversity is to know that God is with us. God is with us. Listen, God is with us, God is for us, and God is working on our behalf. God is with us, God is for us, God is working on our behalf. Your greatest strength in adversity, threefold, who you know, who you know, who you know in your situation. Number two, what you know about your situation. What you know about your situation. And number three, what you know to do <laughs> in real time as you walk through this situation. Someone has described wisdom as, as knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. That's wisdom. Knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. But that is one of your greatest strengths in a time of adversity. Knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. So these are the three. I'm going to, you're going to hear me come back to this again and again. I just jump way ahead. <laughs> I jump way ahead because I just couldn't keep myself from going there. And it's just been bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling in my spirit. And bubbling and bubbling in my spirit. And everything I try to say and everything just, it just stays right there. All right, let's just, let's just get to it then. Your greatest strength. Hallelujah. Your greatest strength in any season of adversity that you encounter in your life 
is what the word of God describes as your knowings. Your knowings. Who you know in your situation. What you know about your situation. And what you know to do in real time as you walk through the situation. That is wisdom. Who you know in your situation. What you know about your situation. And we're going to talk about this. and We're going to go through a number of powerful New Testament scriptures. If I don't get to them tonight, we'll get to them next week. Who you know in your situation. What you know about your situation. And what you know to do in real time. Sometimes, making the right decision in a time of adversity is the key to changing a situation of adversity that was meant for our destruction and can change it to a situation of prosperity that really works out for our good. Like the scriptures say uh, somewhere, it says, uh, what you meant for evil, that was Joseph actually, telling his brothers in, in the book of Genesis, you remember that story, I'm not going to go there because of time, I don't want to get distracted. But you remember Joseph said to his brother, what you meant for evil, what you meant for evil, God turned around. <laughs> Woo! Woo! God is doing that for somebody tonight. What people meant for evil, what they meant for evil, they did all that because they didn't want to see you thrive. They did all that because they wanted to prove a point. They did all that because they were determined to see you end up being nothing. But what they meant for evil, like Joseph said to his brothers, God turned around for good. What they meant for evil. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. When they threw him in the pit and thought he would never survive it and sold him, sold him to people that they thought there's no way he will ever return home and took his coat of many colors and soaked it in the blood of an animal they killed. I mean, the plot was so well put together, so well concocted. They meant it for evil. They sold him to slavery. But Joseph said to them, what you meant for evil, oh, hallelujah, what you meant for evil, God has turned around for my good. That's, that's about to happen to you. If you felt maligned, you felt cheated, you felt taken advantage of, you felt misconstrued, misrepresented, you felt betrayed, lied on, you felt abandoned, the pain and the stink and stigma of disloyalty. If you've done any good and expected good in return, and yet for the good that you have done, you've gotten evil back. You know, all of us will experience this. All of us. <laughs> if Jesus, the Messiah, who never did any wrong in his life, could be betrayed by one of his foremost disciples. My friends, all of us will experience this. Human beings will let us down. People will trust, will abuse our trust. People will, will confide in, will take advantage of the limited understanding and knowledge they have and sell us out for 30 pieces of silver. All of us will encounter this. But Joseph said to his brothers, 
what you meant for evil, God has turned around for my good. You have to understand that. You have to know that. It's one of the knowings you must have about adversity. When you go through that situation, you must know this is turning out for my good. This is turning out for my good. Hallelujah. And of course, the last thing is is that what you know to do. And, and, And the Holy Spirit was saying earlier, making the right decision in real time in a situation of adversity can turn that situation around and deliver prosperity to you. Many times prosperity tarries for so many people. It's true. They went, they were going through adversity. It's true. That adversity was really meant to bring out God's best in their future. It's true that the Lord was with them when they were going through that adversity. It's true that that situation that was meant for evil was supposed to turn around for their good. But because they lack knowledge of what to do in real time, in that situation of adversity, prosperity tarried. Oh, saints, my prayer for you is that God's prosperity, God's blessings will not tarry for you. It will not tarry for you. It will come speedily. It will come speedily. And a lot of times, part of what opens the door to that speedy manifestation is that you know what to do when you don't know what to do in real time. That means you have the wisdom of God. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. The Lord is speaking to somebody here tonight. You know, in spite of everything that Joseph went through, the Bible says, look look at it in Acts chapter 7. Look at it in Acts chapter 7. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Look at it. Acts chapter 7. Hallelujah. I'm going to find it in a minute. Thank you, Lord. Here it is. Here it is. Acts chapter 7, and uh, let's read verse 9, verse 9 and 10. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt. But what? But God was with him. There's something glorious happening in this service tonight. I pray that you have your spiritual antenna lifted, open, on. There's something glorious happening in this service. And I I can sense it in the spirit. I can sense it. The time, the delay that many experience in a time of adversity was not ordained by God. Hear me, saints. The delay that many experience in a time of adversity was not ordained by God. The prosperity, the breakthrough, the success, the miracle, the turnaround, the restoration that the Lord intended out of that adversity, that season of adversity, was supposed to come quicker, much quicker. Some people stay buried in there for years and years. Unfortunately, many stayed buried in there for decades. 
When something is supposed to last a year and somebody stays in it for 10 years, you, you know that's a tragedy. Because in 10 years, that's many seasons in a human life. When something was not supposed to last beyond a year, but then it lasts 10 years. That's a tragedy. Sometimes people don't even make it out before their prime is over. Before their life is snuffed out. That will not be you, my friends, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes what you know, what you know in real time to do, what you know to do in real time, even when you don't know what to do, what you know to do in real time, a lot of times can make the difference between how long that adversity lasts. Maybe the Lord allowed it for six months. But for lack of the strength that we need to possess in a moment, in a season of adversity, something that was supposed to last six months can last six years. My friends, in the life of any human, so many things can happen in six years. It's, it's so many seasons. For some people, depending on where you are, the, the season of life and the stage of life and all of that, six years, six years can be, can be fatal when it was only supposed to last six weeks or six days or six months. But the crucial thing is who you know in your situation, what you know about your situation, and what you know to do in real time, even when you don't know what to do, what you don't know, what you know to do in real time about your situation, even when you don't know what to do, it's called wisdom. Look at it, Acts chapter 7, and I gotta close here very, very soon. We just got started. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna continue next week. The Lord will help us. But I, I feel such, such, I feel such an unction of the Holy Spirit right here in this service. I feel it. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But, but there's something. God is, the Holy Spirit is seeking to deliver something to someone or to some people. The Holy Spirit is seeking to deliver something to some people in this service. Oh. Oh. Steps, steps. Look at it. He said, the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. God was always with him. You go read that story in Genesis 37. 30, it always, God was with him. He prospered. God was, wherever he was, God was with him. God was with him. God, and God caused him to prosper. And God brought him, brought him into favor with his, with his boss, with his master, but God, with, the, with the head of the, ward, the warden of the prison. And he always brought God. God was with him in that adversity. He said, but God was with him. And look at verse 10. And God delivered him out of all his afflictions. Oh, Jesus is Lord. God delivered him out of all his afflictions. And gave him favor and wisdom. Look at that. He gave him favor and and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. He gave him favor and wisdom. Favor and wisdom. Favor and wisdom. Favor and wisdom. In adversity, these are priceless. Favor and wisdom. In seasons of adversity, these are priceless. Favor and wisdom. He gave him favor and wisdom. He gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And then Pharaoh made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Without favor and wisdom, Joseph could never have been governor over the land of Egypt. 
It's true. What his brothers meant for evil was really God was going to turn it around for good. It's true. God was with him in his season of adversity. It's true. However, it was the engagement, employing favor and wisdom that the Lord gave to him. That the Lord gave to him. It shortened, it shortened the season of adversity. It shortened the season of adversity. Hear me as I close tonight. I, I know we haven't done much, but glory to God, this is, I think this is where we, this is where we are. This is where I have to wrap up is 45 minutes already, almost. Seasons of adversity are not supposed to tarry. They are not supposed to be long. Notice what David said. This is, this, is, this is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us tonight. I know this so well. I know this so well. Look at what David said. Though, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Notice he said, yea, though I walk through. When he came to being around green pastures, he said, I lie down. When he came to being around adversity, he said, I walk through. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. When he came to being around green pastures, he said, he made me lie down. I lie down. I sleep. I stay there. I can't, I just, I, I, you know, no alarm. I just snooze and sleep. And I lie down in green pastures. So, but when it comes to valley of the shadow of their adversity, I walk through. I walk through very quickly. I walk through quickly. I don't camp out there. I don't stay there. Adversity is not supposed to last that long. My friends. The Lord is speaking to somebody tonight. Not supposed to last that long. When Daniel started to sense there was something going on, <laughs> and that that something was delaying and tiring, the timing of the release of the children of Israel from captivity, this thing was going on forever. When I saw the Lord and he found out, no, this, we, we are, we, this is overtime. <laughs> so many people, many of God's children, I better close here tonight. Many of God's children are spending overtime in seasons of adversity. It's not the will of God. It's not the will of God. It's time to get out. It's time to get out. You've been there long enough. That adversity has, it has, that it has, it has stayed its course. It's done. It's time. We are, we are done with it. It's time to move out. It's time to go to the palace. We're done with being in the prison. Oh, I know this so well. I know this so well. Hallelujah. I know this so well. Some people end up living and dying in seasons of adversity. They never get out until their time is up on this earth. Look at Job. Look at Job. Do you know, people say everything that happened to, to Job, all those things we read about. <laughs> Do you know, theologians tell us, I think it happened all within about nine months, theologians tell us. All those things we read from Job chapter 1 all the way, I think Job chapter 42. All those things that happen, all these different, these things that are so, they have, do you know, theologians tell us all those things happen in the span of nine months. Not 90 years. Sometimes when we read all those things, suggest to us, all those things happen in the span of 90 years or nine years. No, nine months. He was out. And God had given him double. He had restored to him double and released him from captivity. Returned to him everything that he lost twice. My friends, this is what the Lord is saying to us. Let's close tonight. It's time. Adversity has stayed its course. It's time to get out. It's time to get out. Who you know. 
in your situation. These are your greatest strengths in seasons of adversity. Who you know in your situation, what you know about your situation, and what you know to do in real time, even when you don't know what to do in the natural, the wisdom of God. Those three major things will turn that situation around quickly and bring you to your next wealthy place. Father, we honor you tonight. Thank you so much for your mighty presence in our midst. We give you the glory and the praise. Thank you for speaking your word to us. We're so excited to receive it. Things we didn't even know, things we didn't even think about, we didn't plan for. Holy Spirit, you brought into this service, into this Bible study session tonight. You opened our eyes, granted us illumination, illumination in the spirit. I thank you for all of my brothers and sisters, everyone under the sound of my voice tonight, those that, are, that might be receiving this message afterwards. Father, the, 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 the empowerment that you have made available to them in a season of adversity, so that prosperity will not tarry, so that their success will manifest in good time, so that captivity will be turned around quickly. Lord, I pray, as you release your word in this service, let that manifestation come to pass quickly. Let it happen speedily. Miracles coming their way speedily, supernaturally, speedily. Help them engage the knowledge, the knowings of your word, the power of your wisdom and your favor, and help them get out. Like you did for Joseph, help them get out. Launch them out into their next wealthy place. I give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, saints, for being with us tonight. No, I know I definitely determined, God is my witness, I determined to minister for just 45 minutes tonight. But... It, it totally spiraled outside of my control. The Holy Spirit invaded our service tonight. I know some things happened. I know it. In my life, in somebody's life, somebody somewhere, some things happened. And our lives will never be the same again. I look forward to seeing you again same time next week. God bless you. Good night.